What's free and something that you totally control yourself? Uh, nothing. <laughs> the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, free, yeah. and you can download and listen on your schedule. Catch up on anything you missed. Murphy, this is one of my guilty pleasures. You know it. Um, Sam will make fun of it, but I love Taylor Dane. Oh yeah, late eighties. You know, good big pop singer. She means much. She means a lot to me. Every time she comes on, I crank it. If I'm in Walt, is it because some big life event happened? No, I love. Well, first of all, I love her voice. I was a teenager when all this stuff was landing on my radio, and I love her voice. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, maybe because of the popness of it, she wasn't given the right sort of cred. She can sing her face off. Just say that, that was her that biggest rivals. song there. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. hear that vocal? That rivals. Should I say Adele? It's it's good. Mm-hmm. She can sing her face off. She's still touring now. She does she takes part in a lot of those mixed 80s. Good. I didn't know concert that. Concert tours. I brought her up. Her name was on my lips the other day when I was doing my Facebook Live last week. Yeah. Because we were talking about um, our kids' names. Somebody asked me about Taylor's name and Phoebe's name, and it's true. When I was 16 and I've discovered Taylor Dane, I remember walking into my mom's bedroom and going, what? You named me Taylor. What a great name for a girl. And she was like, I'm sorry, your dad named you. (laughs) (laughs) So in that moment, I kind of vow, like, I'm going to, if I ever have a girl, I'm going to name her Taylor. And when we got married, Murphy, I remember telling you, I hope you don't mind the name Taylor because, and that's when I told you about my Taylor Dane thing. Yeah. And your dad was named Dane. Yeah, and we know that. We know oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that. That was a different, different thing. Yes. Anyway, her name was on my lips that day. And do you know the next morning, I log in here. I'm looking at stuff online, and I've been reading about it this weekend. She's 60 now, Taylor Dane. And she was diagnosed with colon cancer this summer. Oh, really? After receiving a routine colonoscopy. Um, she has that procedure done twice a year. I guess it's some, some family history for her. Um, she had surgery to remove 10 inches of her colon. Mm. She's been declared cancer-free. Good. But this summer, she was in the hospital for 20 days. And you wow. just don't hear about it. No. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, I love her. Her voice is crazy good. It's good to know she's okay, and I think that's a good message for anybody to hear who's Have over it. the age of 40. You that's know? right. Yeah. She is doing okay today. In case you missed it yesterday, our After the Show podcast was, uh, well, me and Sam doing our water cooler talk about House of the Dragon this week. Yeah. I, I mean, I um, enjoyed hearing the conversation. I just no, haven't I'm been sorry. watching with, you. Know, I'm sorry. With you on Sunday nights. Actually, um, you've been watching. Jody's now watching it on Mondays like you, Sam. Yeah. So that's our After the Show podcast if you're a throny and want to dig in. But I have a question, Sam, and this is just a stupid thing that has been bothering me since House of the Dragon. You have a question about a fictional event? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I want to know what you think. Think you're my Game of Thrones person that I talk to about this about every week. Okay, so in your opinion, (laughs) when somebody just decides to get a wild hair and get on about the back of a dragon, because it happens a lot. It happened with one of the main characters at the end of this episode. She got on the dragon and said, "You know what? I'm going to blow this popsicle stand." Yeah, and we know where she's going. Right. Okay. And it happened in the very first episode. Somebody's mad, and they get on the dragon, and they go take care of business. How did this? How does the dragon know where to go? They have reins. Whoever's right, because the, they the, have well, the saddle. They have the saddles, which is the first time I've seen those. I didn't this think season. of the reins. Okay, yeah, but they both they have reins because 
when she was done doing what she had to do yes. in this episode. Yes. If you notice, she looked to the side and pulled that rein. Oh, I did. And didn't. the dragon turned and flew out. Oh, see? You catch more than I. You know, it's, okay. a, it's a good thing you're both catching the nuances because to me, <laughs> if somebody would have asked me a Game of Thrones or House of Dragon question, it's kind of like horoscopes. If I give a close enough answer, <laughs> yeah. they'll know, believe you and leave you exactly. alone. It's like, yeah, he lost the sword fight. You're right. Probably happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll the dragons you. burned the place down. Probably no, happened. Actually, yours is, can you believe that last episode? Right. Exactly. Works actually, every time. I can't believe they're related. <laughs> works that in works both seasons. Every, that works for every show of their, their shows. Okay. I just wondered, like, from the jump, you can't talk to them except to say Dracaris. You can't tell them anything but to breathe fire. No, no, no. you can stop them. Because remember that kid, I don't know where it was, but that kid stopped the dragon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eamon, yeah. I think it was Eamon. He made it stop. Okay. He said some crazy word. Oh, you're right. And he backed down, it healed. Okay, I need to read. It's a Targaryen word for heal. My answer probably is in the book, Fire and Blood book, but I haven't read it yet. I want to read that. I I don't know. I just want HBO Max. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Here's what's trending. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Brought to you by Indeed. Tom Hanks has written a novel. Um, He's writing about what he knows. It doesn't come out till next year. The title of the book is The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. So I'm thinking this makes a lot of sense. He could tell a lot of stories about how a movie is made. He even said in, in an interview that everybody thinks they know how a movie's made, but they don't. You know, it's so much more strange and weird and intricate than you can think and, and figure it out. It's not just a book where he's telling you his experiences, though. Apparently, he tells, he takes different characters. He's doing it artistically. Yeah, it's like it's stuff that really happened to him, but he's made up the characters for it. Right, and and he's being um, a little mysterious in the interviews because he told, like, People Magazine, he's like, look, I've made a lot of movies. Maybe four of them are good. Houston, we have a problem. What? <laughs> we have four? a main bus. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. Uh, but the some funny thing is about that interview is he won't, won't, he won't say, say what which the four ones. Are. I don't know that you're going to get that in the book either. I'm thinking Wilson! he's. A- oh, Wilson. Wilson! That one made me cry. I think he's only made four stinkers. Like, it's opposite. Anyhow, the book is called The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece, written by Tom Hanks. We'll get it May of 2023. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We love hearing from you there. We've got lots of comments coming in, actually, from one of our After the Show podcasts recently. Um, The day that after the show, Murphy, I had to drive you to the doctor because your pump, your insulin pump failed. Yeah. And you had to get a temporary pump. Yeah, which I was lucky that there was one. That's not something usually that's hanging around. Yeah, the the temporary pump beeped differently. It was weird. (laughs) It was just. It's funny, Jody's. Yeah, you're used to all the sounds. Like, who is this this man next to me who sounds different? Yeah. And look, for the record, if I hadn't been able to go on a pump, I had the ability to give shots, too. You know, it's just. Right. You have to stop and think and, whoa, do some math. And speaking of that, Jessica says this exact thing happened to me this summer on vacation after a quick trip to the ER to get an emergency script of long-acting insulin and one box of insulin needles, vacation was saved. I can definitely sympathize with retraining our brains on how to care for ourselves when switching back to shots. I hope you or I don't ever have to go through that headache again. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's difficult to describe because you literally, you get spoiled on the technology because Mm -hmm. you don't have to think. And when you're doing it all manually, it's a lot of thinking, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, From Tammy. 
That was his pump beeping. Oh, I thought a truck I was, was there. What's the, heck the noise? Was okay, Murph. This is from Tammy. Thank you. My daughter has had type 1 since she was 10. She's 23 now. People just don't understand. Cinnamon won't help. Pump failures are so scary. Thank you for explaining. In yeah. that podcast, you know, we we tried to explain type 1 diabetes. What, I, she's yeah, what saying, does she mean by cinnamon? Yeah. I know what she means. Anytime a mom has a kid who has a difficult to explain sort of condition or disease, whatever it is, I've heard that, and I've heard that from T1D moms, type 1 diabetes moms. People will, at birthday parties will say, well, just you can just do some sugar-free stuff, can't you? Uh, because people don't understand. Yeah, and people don't, not, and they mean well. Yeah, and I don't judge that at all. Neither some, do you. No, you know? the re, I, I've read that cinnamon can help regulate blood sugar, so mm-hmm. eat more cinnamon. So somewhere along the way, someone told Tammy, why don't you just feed her a lot of cinnamon? Yeah. yeah. That's what that means, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, everybody knows tigers like cinnamon. There's, <laughs> there's only one treatment for type 1 diabetes, and it's called insulin. insulin. Yeah. Yes. We love hearing from you. Keep it coming anytime on Instagram or Facebook. You can also join us, 877-310-4MSJ. Very weird after the show podcast yesterday. Now that I think well, about it, you, you know, brought that. it in, Murphy. Well, I mean, your <coughs> it started toe, that, little toe. It started that innocently enough, yeah, because I've been kicking the same toe for months now, and it just it doesn't. It's awful. It's but probably broken. Yeah, but your toe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. Somebody's been on WebMD <laughs> again. <laughs> um, but it, but still, you know, Jody brought up her. My grandmother. Your grandmother. My mom. Who had my, no toenails on her two big toes. My dad's grandmother, Mama Thelma, she passed away when I was like 10 years old. But when she was, when I was younger, very young girl, I'd spent some time with her. I thought, I know she was missing her big toenail on one toe. And there's something in my child's mind that thinks it was both toenails. That's And that's what Sam was saying, like. Both toenails? Yeah, so maybe it, it was just one. Odd. Maybe it was just one, and I was so traumatized by it. I have a fear of losing a toenail, which I never have. Yeah, but. it's weird as a kid how that, you know, because I was really scared of feet as kids. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, everybody has. <laughs> what? Everybody has a family member with some bad feet, right? I mean, it's everybody's yeah. got one where the first And if time, you don't know who it is, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. And wait, a lot of people who have, you know, not so great feet. Me. They don't. They don't. They can't do anything about it. It's not their well, fault. You know, it's it's one thing when you, when you keep your feet to yourself, but you know sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they push their feet on you. You know what I mean? On a plane, like, honey. I mean, I'm, I've had a long day. Will you rub my feet? I don't do that. To well, you. no, no, no. You don't do that. But I'm saying that I this would is never do that when you're a kid. I mean, I remember my dad would. I don't think he expected it, but you know he, he had liked a, it. He had a long day at Exxon, and we'd pull his boots uh, off. He wanted you know aw. comfort. Yeah. Well, anyway. Do you ever rub your dad's feet? No. Okay. No. We bought him one of those things that you pour water in and it vibrates when you plug it in. I rub my dad's feet. He would lean back in his recliner and he would say, Jody, would you take my boots off for me? And he would make it hard for me. Yeah. He played a trick on me. Take my boots off. It's real easy. And then he would flex his foot. And I would pull and pull and pull. And then he'd let go. And then I'd fly across the room. Well, that's cute. (laughs) That's comedy. He was so cute. And then he wanted me to rub his feet, which I wouldn't. Uh-huh. We had a standoff about it because I knew he sent me across the room. Ah, rub yeah. his foot, standoff. <laughs> Trying to break a habit. It's a bad lady habit that I've I've spent my whole life being in. And I'm trying really hard to, um, I'm being conscious about breaking the habit. Okay. Um, Murphy, I've told you about this. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, this is the legs crossing thing. Yes. Yeah. 
I cross my legs all the time. Isn't, I mean, isn't that what you're taught? I mean, that's really... I guess so. Lady like in, in a dress, you know? I, I don't know that anybody... I don't remember any, like, grandmother or my mom even telling me when I was little, cross your legs. I chose to do it. I remember when I discovered doing it. I discovered it in church. I was sitting the first time. It was an Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. The first time I was allowed to wear heels, which also changed my life. Um, I love the way I felt in heels. I was walking taller immediately. And yeah. I don't just mean in height. I mean, yeah, feet, the way I different. felt. Yeah. And That's... you know, I still wear heels today yeah. like it's my job. So uh, not long ago, I was at this work conference and we were sitting there at a big round table having a lunch, a luncheon. Mm-hmm. And I kept bumping the table oh. because I was crossing my legs underneath the table while eating lunch. Let me ask this. And I do couldn't you, stop. You cross your legs up top or do you cross like the ankles? Up top. I'm not oh. talking about the ankle cross. I'm working on it just being the ankle cross. I, I, well, fi- I'm doing it now, crossing hmm. my legs. It feels better and normal to me to do it. Yes. However. What's wrong with it? It's not good for you. Apparently, it's not good for your circulation. Oh. And so I posted about how I can't stop. On the way home from this conference, you know what I was doing on the airplane? I posted about it. My legs were crossed. Yeah. 30,000 feet. Not good for you. Huh. And who does that? It's such a habit. You know what I mean? On a plane, I don't know that I would cross my legs. I but do. Whenever I, I, sit, I could. <laughs> right. But when I sit at a table or something, yeah, I, I do. It, Wait, you mean your leg over leg? I don't see you do that a lot. No, Mark. not leg over leg. Ankle. That's really different. ankle to leg. That's ankle crossing, not leg crossing. Oh, really? Right. It's different, guys. When my ankle's on my knee, that's ankle crossing? That's your ankle on your knee. Wow. <laughs> that's how I cross my legs. Yeah. Okay. That's not exactly leg crossing, but... I know I, what you're okay. saying. Yeah, you're pretzeling it is really what you're doing, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. leg crossing. Anyway, from our Facebook page, Diane says, yes, it's bad for your circulation, but I have always also done it, and it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. Chris, I'm a nurse, and doctors always encourage patients to uncross legs. Mm-hmm. Bobby, me too, Jody. It's just comfy. Hmm. Yeah, they make you do that before they take your blood pressure. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feet flat on the floor. Yeah, yeah, Working yeah. on it. 877-310-4MSJ to join us anytime. How are you, Amy? Awesome. Yeah, I just want to make a comment. You were talking about sober is cool. And, you know, I think there's a huge misconception out there. Uh, but I've been at parties and things, and I'm not really a big drinker. I might have one in mm-hmm. a blue moon. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I, and I don't have a problem being with people that are drinking. That's you know their that's their choice. Mm-hmm. But I think the misconception is so many people think, well, you have to drink to have fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, like they'll say, oh my God, how many drinks have you had? I said, I haven't had any. And they're like, I'm laughing and having. Mm-hmm. You know, I said it's what you make it. I said you can be have so much fun. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have alcohol, or you know, that's your choice to have it. But don't think that you have to have it right to have fun somewhere and see you're a great you know. example when you do that when you have a blast and they ask you and you're like i haven't had a drop you're a great example love it mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. murphy's still fun so, love listening <laughs> can't say the same I'm for sam <laughs> i'm joking you guys you guys are so awesome together honestly i love i only get to listen to you about a half an hour or so mm-hmm. but then every once in a while i jump on some of the podcasts and nice. but you are so good together the three of you are just perfect matched and uh you make a lot of people's day and give 
a lot of good information out there. Thank so you. Well, thank you. Good work and have a fantastic you too, Amy. We appreciate the call. You know, this may sound stupid. Uh-huh, Sam. <laughs> but I don't feel as fun at a party without drinking. Are you serious? It doesn't still? I mean, it, it's, well. it's not going to affect whether, okay, well, I got to drink to be fun. I'm still not drinking, but I just... Yes, it's you. Just, to me, it doesn't seem as fun. Or I, I don't seem to be as engaged. Completely uninhibited when yeah. drinking. Yeah. You, whatever nerves you naturally carry around, were gone. Yeah. So I'm sure it was more fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, we still yeah. think you're a blast. I know, but <laughs> you are. Yeah. I, but I get why that is. I mean, because it's associated the, the association between party and that. Yeah. They're linked together practically, right? Yeah. That's like, and plus, yeah. like when I drank, the party ended too soon. Yeah. But now that I don't drink, this yeah. thing goes on forever. I was going to say, the party ended too soon because we were probably killing oh, it at yeah. that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you, Amy. We love hearing from you. Keep it coming anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Brought to you by Ulta. All right, the 95th Oscars is coming up in March of 2023 on ABC, and they've announced that they've asked Jimmy Kimmel Kimmel, to host again, okay? And so he's had some funny things to say about it, you know. Um, Either way, I'm grateful to the Academy for asking me so quickly after everyone else said no. He said it's a great honor to be, it's either a great honor or a trap. Because he's had some problems in the past. Remember um, the year where they announced the wrong best picture? Which was not his fault, right? No, it was the Academy. but he was yeah. the host. And we noticed some commotion going on. And Matt says, I think I heard the stage manager say they got the winner wrong. Because the stage manager was on. The stage manager's never on camera. It's very unusual. But so we're sitting there and you just kind of figure, well, uh, you know, the host will go on stage and clear this up. And then I remember, oh, I'm the host. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just know this nominations. Well, he is coming back to host. Yeah, he'll be our host for 2023. Nominations are not announced until January 24th. Any word on if if, uh, Chris Rock is going to be presenter this year? No word on that yet. That's the big question, though, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I think that they asked Chris Rock to host it, and he said, no, thank you. <laughs> and that will be, probably be addressed. Yeah. It's the 95th annual, so they're saying there's going to be some great legacy surprises. Cool. And um, it'll air March 12th on ABC. You know, I realize we pick about Sam being my girlfriend, but I realized last night what a good girlfriend Sam is to me. Oh, Sam's a good girlfriend? Yeah, well, I know he's your bromance, Murphy. But, he is. I've never um, been shopping with you, though, Jody. Not really. But like yesterday, I was showing you on my phone. What was I showing you? Some of those dresses. Oh, yeah. And, and you were like, get the second one, not the first. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. a 1960s. Well, wait, wait, you were giving Jody fashion advice? She started it. I always ask, I always kind of, he's my girlfriend, one of them. She's got the you know, 60s dress up party. And so she, she she brought me, she said, look at this dress I found. And then, but look at this one. And, you know, I, I like yeah. the second one. The second yeah. one looked when I was like, you know, you put a white patent leather belt on that sucker. Yeah. With the white band in your hair. I'm thinking well, about do you know, doing that with my, the teasing my hair. Yeah. Actually, I gave Jody fashion advice at home last night. Okay. Did, yeah, yeah. I did. You walked out in your, what you said were go-go boots. But no. they really aren't go-go boots. They're really high gray boots yeah. that are like platform on the bottom. Those I bought are winter them. boots? No, no, no. Those are just, oh. I bought those for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Long time ago for a Halloween costume. Yeah. They're that, gray and they're high. Yeah. That and the really short night shirt, that kind of didn't go together, just so you know. It's, you know <laughs> fashion was, advice. You're walking by the window. Put some clothes on. Just, I, didn't, I didn't know if she was going to a 60s party or a Las Vegas show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that 
was just me playing in my closet, Murph. <laughs> I know. Anyhow, I know. anyhow, those are not 60s boots as much as I want them to be. And so this party is themed 1960s. Mm-hmm. And so I have all these... There's more. It's such a fun time period. You can do so much, and there is so much available. You know, I'm not going to have to scrounge. In fact, I have decisions to make. So I I started taking a bunch of screenshots, and I literally almost sent them all to you, Sam. Hmm. And then I said, you know what? Let me not do that. I've got real girlfriends to send this to. I know. I just... You're such a girlfriend. Well, it's fun. You know what? I mean, my aunt and uncle were around in, in the 60s like that. Maybe she's got something in her closet you yeah. could borrow. I know. I, I thought of that, too. Oh, did you? But okay. I already do have something on the way that I really want to work it, it to work out from online. If it doesn't work out, I will send it back. I double-checked the policy before buying it. Okay. It's a short, you know, fun mini dress. Yeah. And I also have some white go-go boots on the way. Oh, there you go. Oh, really? You are set. <laughs> Almost. I yeah. need your advice going forward. And we'll okay, let girlfriend, you know. just bring them in. <laughs> we have to talk about this no eyebrows trend <laughs> in beauty because I feel so strongly about eyebrows. I have so, a whole story, a backstory I, on it. I, don't, it, it, I didn't know that was a trend. Well, what idiots I mean, come up with these ideas? It's a TikTok thing. Well, anything can become a trend, it's right? True. I mean, not shaving off your eyebrows. No eyebrows. The look has taken over runways and red carpets and social media, meaning TikTok. So wait, um, no eyebrows and nothing colored on in their place? Right. Just People like bleaching gone. their eyebrows or, it hurts me to say, completely shaving them off. That hurts me to say. Um so it's just a beauty trend. I it's, mean, it's not beauty though. It, you know how odd you look with that. I mean, yeah. it's like I, I mean, I haven't, something I haven't missing. seen that it's to true. know. Eyebrows have a lot to do with expression. I want you to understand. People can look um, serious, mad, happy, goofy, you name it, all based on the eyebrow alone. Murphy's the perfect example. How many times have you seen his eyebrow act weird? And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, and if he shaved his eyebrows, we wouldn't know what he's thinking. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. totally true. Everybody's told me that forever in my life. Are you excited? Well, yeah, can't you tell? No, because there's no eyebrows. So are there any celebrities doing this? Not that I know so of. So it's just a TikTok. Not that trend. I follow, but it is on red carpets and runways and things like that. Just because it's a trend on a runway does not mean you need to rock it in your local grocery store. But <laughs> it's true for anything beauty. If it makes you feel good, yeah. you should and can do it. I will say this the eyebrow lesson I learned years ago, and I'm so grateful for it. Remember when I worked, you didn't know me, Murphy, when I worked at the salon. I told you the one I got fired, the only time I ever got the fired. The salon where you didn't fit in? Yes. Right. Yeah, this is before you and I met. It's the only time I ever got fired in my life. It was horrible. I didn't belong there. But, um, and that's what they thought. <laughs> one of the beautician type people there, one of the estheticians or whatever. <laughs> yeah. She, I was young then and red hair, freckles, all my stuff. And I was, I had very light, naturally light eyebrows as most gingers do. And I was never like penciling them in and she walked by me one day and she says i really like your face but you need to pencil in you need you need an eyebrow pencil and i said really she says yes eyebrows frame your face Mm -hmm. and from that day on i've used an eyebrow pencil and it's framed up Hmm. yeah and she was correct how does eyebrow hair grow back does it grow back bushier or? Zero idea. I, I mean, I think it grows back normal, at least my experience with a flash fire on the grill. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. You're you know. a trendsetter. <laughs> 
We like to hear from you the most. So join the conversation anytime, 877-310-4MSJ. What's going on, Dre? Thank you all for always making my morning commute just a good bundle of laughs. Because I have to drive an hour to get to school on time. So this just makes it all worth it. Nice. Oh, okay. Goodness. I just wanted to say that that... What y'all were talking about, the enjoying the people you're around, that also applies to school. Because if it weren't for absolutely loving all the kids I'm in school with and loving my teachers, mm-hmm. I would not make this hour drive every morning just so I could be here for right. school. Right, you would so dread it, it. Well into Yeah. Oh, I would hate it. I know. I mean, I have a hard time because there's one kid in class I don't particularly get along with. Mm. All of them? Yeah. I would quit. What's that kid's name? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we don't do that here. So, Dre, what, what? No, no name dropping him. What? Pla- right. Where are you in school? Are you in college? Are you? In- I am a. Uh, this is my. I just started my third semester of college. I'm about halfway through with it. Nice. Ooh. Okay, so like general studies or specific studies? I'm a music major, actually. Oh. So when you're a music major, is it music all day or is it? A certain percentage music and the rest is our basics that you have to have. Well, right now I just take a full load of music because I've got almost all my basics out of the way. But it is there's a bit of both you have to completely knock out. Mm -hmm. I also get to skip things like I don't have to have a science and I don't have to have a music appreciation Mm because those will get covered. Yeah. What about (laughs) you? Obviously, have a music appreciation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Dre. Uh, You know that's that's reminds me of our youngest daughter Phoebe, who's all Mm -hmm. about the music. She yeah. loves it. And I don't, she's never mentioned to us majoring in music, mm-hmm, which is fine right. too. We're very lackadaisical at home about that. Not that now the school she goes to is about, hey, you need to plan, you need to make some plans. But we're like, you don't have to make any big decisions yet. Because I, I really, and for any kid listening, I really believe that. Now, moms and dads might disagree, but I really believe it's like you can always change your mind. Just start doing stuff. Just start learning stuff. Yeah, what you're saying is, and it, what, really what you're saying is you don't have to, at the end of your senior year, know no. exactly what you want to do in life. Yeah. Just go for it. You can always change the major if you need to. Yeah. There's a lot of adults that don't know what they want to do yet, but right. they're out doing stuff every day. Right. Um, keep it coming. We like to hear from you anytime. Thank you, Dre. 877-310-4MSJ. Okay, guys, what's the ideal amount of free time for uh, your happiness level? Sam? Eight days a week. <laughs> Sam uh, Murphy? <laughs> I'm over here. She, she's hoping you'll change her answer. Murphy? I mean, what, an hour a day? Oh, look at you. Would that be ideal? One hour? Said the workaholic. Good for you to say that. I would say that's something to shoot for. Here's what I know. Okay. There is a social psychologist who studies free time and its effect on happiness levels. And this person... Does studied, this person have free time? Probably works okay. it in based okay. on what she knows. Monday through Friday. It's t- it's t- difficult to have free time, right? She's a UCLA psychologist and she has studied over 35,000 Americans. Wow. Uh, and has measured their amount of free time versus their happiness levels and this makes so much sense and kids if you're listening it's all about balance and balance is never something you achieve it's something you're always going toward and going away from like but you you still have to try for it so the the sweet spot you you think when you're overworked that you need a lot of free time and you fantasize about what you do i'm dying to know what the sweet spot is now and then when you have too much free time what happens to you boredom you feel 
I mean, I always feel if I've got too much, I'm like, I got to do something. I need some purpose. You know, I need some purpose. So the sweet spot is somewhere between two and five hours a day. A day? I know. I know you don't have two hours free time during the day, Murphy. Well, I mean, two two sounds like... In, in pieces, 10 minutes here, 15 there. I mean, I, it I would add up. I think that's what it breaks out but to. five would be. Nobody has like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. wide open. Being a working, you know, mom, working parent, dad or yes. whatever, working parent, you know, that's that's tricky to get that much free it time. It is tricky. In different times in your life, that's what I'm saying, balance. Because you're yeah. always going away from this or going toward it in some form or fashion. But that's the sweet spot. Because none of it gives you no, you, you can't come back to yourself. You can't get centered. You right. can't find something that makes you happy. But if you have too much free time, you lose a sense of purpose. You start yeah. to, you know, you just feel Does off. free time include mm-hmm. social media? It's whatever you or do. Or is that with, considering taxing? As long as it's not stressful for you, I guess it would yeah. be. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. To me, it's a, so the 10-minute meditation that I do every morning on the Calm app, that adds up, right? To 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Brought to you by Ulta. One of the best limited series we ever saw. And man, was it a powerhouse. I wanted the same two actors to come back and do it every time. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Mm. True detective. You wonder ever, you're a bad man. Mm. World needs bad men. Man. They were both so good, and um, I can't watch that again because it was too creepy. But they were both so good. Y'all saw the other ones, two and three, right? We did. Mm -hmm. Hopeful, hopeful as we were, they didn't live up to the first one. But season four is coming of True Detective, and it seems to promise to really. They've taken their time; like they know if they're going to give us a fourth one, they better deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And guess who's producing? Who. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Well, there you go. They've got skin in the game. They're producing this. It's called True Detective North Country. Takes place in Alaska. And the lead actress is none other than Jodie Foster. Whoa, that's That's big. big. It's huge. I mean, not only is she, you know, she's not Hollywood sweetheart type. She's not Julia Roberts. But she's the Julia Roberts of... She's the superstar power of that genre. Absolutely. Thanks to Silence of the Lambs, and she can do anything. Her character is not Clarice, right? I don't think so. (laughs) There's an idea. Anyway, no. Dr. Lecter's in Alaska. They've started filming it. No premiere date yet, but it will be HBO and HBO Max. The day is always more fun when we hear from you. So reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Of course, you can always call us or text us at 877-310-4MSJ. Uh, Sam, I know that you realize that Murphy has a new phone, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't know what it's like to live with him when he's got a new phone. You can guess, knowing Murphy like you do. Well, I mean, there is setup involved. <laughs> there is yeah, a lot of setup lot of involved, setup. but you know yeah. Murph. Yeah. Like, the first full 12 hours that you first you had your new phone, there was a lot of, man, I've got a lot of apps I need to clear out. Mm-hmm. And did you get rid of apps? Yeah, I got rid of ones that I don't use, but I do use a, I mean, I, I, I'm what they call a power user. My, I mean, the phone is the epicenter of my world. And, you know, it's. I had to ask if power user was a real term or if it was just like. Oh, so he said that before? Yeah. Uh-oh. It's yeah. a real term. You've never, yeah, power user. You've never mm-hmm. heard the term power user? No. Neither of you have? I've heard no. a power washer, but not power yeah. user. A power I've user. Heard a power is, trip. Yeah, a power user is just somebody who actually, you know, pushes it to the. To the max. To the max. I mean, right, exactly. So, um, the other, a couple it, it, of funny things to tell you about Murphy having a new phone, though. 
um, the first night when you had that phone, when you were doing the whole, I'm a power user, I've got too many apps, <laughs> you were sitting at the bar at, at our in our house and looking down at it. And Phoebe walked in, and I was in the kitchen as well, and she hopped up on the counter. She started talking to both of us, and I was like, Phoebs, he has a new phone. And she goes, oh, got it. <laughs> Which means enough said. You, you might as well just talk to me because yeah. the dad is not listening. Did, oh, did, did she talk to me and I didn't catch her? We she was talking to both of us, and I had to explain oh, that is a new phone, and okay. she knows what that means because she knows that your attention yeah. is very focused when there's something technical. Yeah. The house could be falling down, yeah. and Murphy is not going to move his attention. The other interesting thing was last night when we right we had gone to bed and I slid into the covers and I was all comfy and cozy first before you got into the bed. Mm-hmm. And guess what he decides to do right at bedtime? Like I was falling asleep. Test out new ways, new alarms <laughs> for waking up. I realized he tested like six or seven. It didn't have your old like, alarm on there. Hello? No, I didn't. Wow. Yeah, there were there were things that, that switched over, and there were things that just did not. And yeah. what was there wasn't loud enough to wake me up. So I did feel bad. About <laughs> that, you know? After about six of them, I'm like, please just pick one, <laughs> but not right now. Yeah. Anyway, did you wake up okay with the new alarm? Yeah, I woke up just fine. I did too last yeah. night. <laughs> You know, I really like iced tea, and when you find a place that makes it really good and they're consistent with it, you want that tea all the time. Yes, and I'm also pretty uh, proud of you, Jody, for saying iced tea. Why? Because there are people that just say iced tea. Yeah. Iced tea. It's easier. I don't know. <laughs> it it's is easier, easier. But the tea is iced. Okay. This is the kind of things that aggravate yeah. Sam, and he carries them for years. Yep, yep. Well, at least I got it off my chest <laughs> yeah. now. And I the reason he's not good. in a present relationship. Okay, so look. <laughs> I found some really good iced tea. Yeah. Of all places, though, the little cafe at the hospital where my mom was last week. Oh. And I've been craving that tea. I'm thinking about swinging in there today. Oh, That's how good it is. Because some restaurants make tea, and then they it's there's something about it that gets funky. Yeah. And it, it has a little little flakes. Well, if the leaves, leaves, yeah, if the leaves sit too long and it starts right. to get stronger it through the day, little... it can get weird. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just ask them what kind they're brewing? I'm, I might do that, but while I'm there, I'm gonna get a big fat iced tea.